much love. Your pussy is God and I love it. Going to kiss me real hard make me want it. I think star signs mean nothing, but I know you feel right, so I'm coming. It's episode four, season five of Ravage Love. That, of course, was King Princess today on International Women's Day. Hello, Julie. Hello, Renee. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> I know you're giggling, but this is an important song. I was gonna, I was gonna do "I Am Woman," but I'm pretty sure that I've done that one <laughs> open before. <laughs> but I'm a big Helen Redding fan, so um, between like. My angry goth metal. I was definitely like, you know what? I could do with some. Mo- I'm, a, I'm a woman right now. <laughs> and, uh, we actually found when my mom passed away. My brother and I were staying at her house, and we found, I mean, gajillions of records. Um, we were still fighting over an Eartha Kit record, but I digress. <laughs> we did find the uh, record that has "I Am Woman" on it. <gasps> and so I just like my mom died. And I was like, I just got, I just got to listen to this. And it'd be like, I am woman, hear me raw. And like, I'd be outside just like, oh, the number's too big to ignore. Like, just having the best time. And uh, big fan, big fan of Helen Reddy. <laughs> but it's been done. It's been done before. Yeah. So we're going with King Princess. Uh, because pussy is God, Julie. One hundo percento. Mm-hmm. For years, I had on my vision board, I had... um. Oh my god, I'm drawing a complete blank as to what her name is, but she was an icon in like 80s, 70s and 80s, like new wave. Anyway, she had a bomber jacket. It was like for Bust magazine, like a photo shoot that she did, and she had a bomber jacket that said Pussy Stronger Than God on the back. Yeah. And I had that on my vision board. And then I made a bunch of pins that said that because I was just like, that's that's a really good, it's a good one. Kim Gordon. That's mm-hmm. who it was. Kim Gordon in a bomber jacket. Pussy stronger than God. So yeah, nice. it's uh, International Women's Day. And um, that was our theme for this week. So I took it in a very obvious direction. I am dying to know where you took yours. Um, <laughs> You're not. <laughs> no, I am Don't. because I'm minus. I'm just, I'm just so obvious. Week after week after week. I'm like, make it gay. Make it Amish. Make it gay and Amish. Those are like... Those are those are my safe spaces. Those are the books I come back to. So I did not find gay Amish this week. Uh, sorry to disappoint, but it was gay. So disappointed. Okay, all right. It was real, real gay. And because I did not want to risk reading some chaste shit, because I was like, I have had the driest few months on this podcast. <laughs> um, although the last last weeks I got a nice spicy one, but I just went right for the goods, Renee. I picked up Lesbian Erotica version or volume three. Okay. Sounds to me like now this is music volume 45. (laughs) (laughs) Kids box. I don't know why anything has volume in it. I just think it's a compilation CD from the 90s. But um, (laughs) Lesbian Erotica volume three. And this came out in 2011. And I read the short story by Lynn Lake called the full gym experience now i'm a bit of a sound sweaty (laughs) i'm a bit of a gym rat love a love a gym situation but really the reason why it shows this is 
on my sexual preference pyramid of, mm -hmm. you know, ideal, top of the pyramid is sporty lesbians. Sporty lesbians are my number one sexual preference. Love them. Can't get enough. First love, truly. Was terrible at playing sports. Played sports my whole life. One of the advantages was I was surrounded by sporty lesbians. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what's at the top of your sexual preference pyramid? Have you, have you uh, thought about but, it? Butch lesbians. Okay, but like sporty like ones one, or lumberjacky? No, 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 no. no. Like lumberjacky, like can they hang a shelf? Ooh, a handy. Do they, a handy, a handy lesbian, and like, can they? Are the anchors so good that I they could eat me out and like, but like pick me up and sit me on the shelf and then eat me out like that kind of butch. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Okay, so we're on the same page. Similar, right? There's just something about it. Mm. There is something about it. I found an account recently of like a super jacked dyke who shows you like workout videos and it's like, it's my porn hub. Like I can't get enough of it. <laughs> so hot to me. I'm like, show me how to work my triceps, you beautiful, beautiful woman. So that is why I thought it's International Women's Day. I'm a woman. I'm a feminist. I work in women's issues, which means International Women's Day ends up being my Super Bowl where I have to work for hours and hours and hours and hours at different events. And so I'm going to treat myself by reading about sporty lesbians. So, all right. Teresa Connors. <laughs> okay. Teresa Connors is new to a gym called Figures, which is clearly supposed to be curbs. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy is the tall Amazonian buff owner of the gym. And she is a real contrast to Teresa, who is a tiny petite brunette. So right away, we've got an opposite situation. I know where this is going and I do not hate it. <laughs> this story reads like a lesbian version of penthouse letters. Okay. <laughs> you have to suspend all disbelief to enjoy this very erotic short story where Teresa goes to join the figures jam. It's her first day. And Wendy's like, Oh, let me show you around. As you can see, it's a woman's only gym. We have a workout section here. We have cardio over here. We have free weights. We have this, 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 and this. And then she tells Teresa to go get changed and then we'll test your fitness level and we'll put you through the paces and then we'll figure out a program for you. And Teresa's like, great. Teresa goes to change, but Wendy's not leaving. And then Wendy starts kind of feeling her up and Teresa's like, this is unorthodox. And she's like, well, I'm just trying to see your muscle tone. I could see that, you know, you could use a little toning here, a little toning there. Oh, this isn't bad. This isn't bad starts grazing her tits and is like, oh, don't worry about wearing a bra. I really need to feel your whole body. You're like, did a straight man write this? Anyways, then <laughs> they go and work out and she really does put her through the paces. And then she's like, how about we do a little cool down and I'll give you a massage because I've just worked those muscles. Well, where does that massage go? in an erotic direction and so she's massaging her and then starts like feeling her up and then she's like turn over i do a full frontal full service and then it's just like da da da, da but not letting her come and then it's like okay let's go in the shower i'm also sweaty and they're like yes let's go to the shower so they go to the shower they just finger each other to completion 
And there is the <laughs> incredible detail of um, Teresa has pubes and they are mentioned. And uh, Wendy doesn't really have any. And the one she has, I can't even see it. I can't even see it. The one she has are, she shamed a barbell into her pubes. I don't know why I can't. <laughs> You know what? There's committing to the bit that is committing to the bit. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what I would do if I started feeling someone up and I was like, is this the jazzling or whatever the fuck that was called? Um, like Braille. <laughs> She's like, help. This is a cry for help. Um, yeah, so <laughs> then they fuck in the shower, and then Wendy says, so are you going to come back? And then Teresa's like, I'm a member for life. The <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that doesn't sound like it was written by a straight man. <laughs> oh. A little bit. <laughs> So, um, I mean, I mean, in terms of workout or in terms of, uh, workout indeed, but in terms of whether I wanted to work it out after I read it, I mean, in terms of spice, I would give it like a three out of five. There was some very dorky language, which I may or may not be sharing with you later that kind of killed the vibe. And I did force myself to suspend belief and just be like, this is a fantasy and there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to give it three out of five pre-workout shakes which if anyone has ever done pre-workout it's basically speed <laughs> um, to give you lots of energy and the accoutrement will be uh, a barbell <laughs> somehow I feel <laughs> like they would integrate that into sexual somehow uh, clearly Wendy is very committed to her fitness lifestyle so um, yeah, that was <clears throat> the full gym experience. One of the short stories in the Lesbian Erotica Volume 3 collection from 2011. Happy International Wednesday! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. How about you, Renee? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Is that I forgot that we were recording today <laughs> um and i was like oh shit oh shit oh shit at like seven o'clock last night i was like i gotta find something to read so i was like okay well i need something feminist and traditionally i've read things that were like seminal works mm -hmm. right yes fear of flying yeah yeah uh daughters of the coral dawn like that's where I was going. And so I was like, okay, what, what have I got? And I was like, what am I going to read? So there was a book that I wanted to read for a really long time called, uh, tipping the velvet. Mm. Um, and so I got it and I was like, cool, I'm going to read this. And then it was like 13 hours long. I was like, I could do it. I could do it. I could do this. <laughs> so I sit down, I start reading it. I start reading it. And I'm like, I get to these sex scenes. I'm like, these are not spicy at all. Mm. and i was like this is not good enough for me i was oh. like this is not good enough so i put it down and i was like okay well it's like 10 p.m now so um but i do want to mention that i got like seven hours worth of reading done in those three hours so kudos to me um yeah 
So I was like, okay, this isn't good enough. So what am I going to do? Then I thought, okay, what did I read before? I read Daughters of Carl Dawn. Okay, well, Catherine V. Forrest has a collection of pulp novels. And I have that collection. So I was like, okay, I'll read a pulp book. So I pull out my my big compendium <laughs> of, of lesbian pulp fiction. Um, and I was like, perfect. Okay, which one am I going to read? And then I learn in reading the foreword written by Catherine B. Forrest that they're actually just excerpts from books. It's not the full book. And I was like, <laughs> fuck me. I was like, what? <laughs> and like, and in it is like the first lesbian pulp novel. And I was like, shit. I was like, okay, okay, okay. What what have I got? Who else? Who else? So I start Googling. I start Googling. I'm like, okay, what is some like seminal feminist erotica romance literature? And I found Octavia Butler. I was like, perfect. I will read Octavia Butler. And then it was like, I was like, wait, but is this sexy? And it's not really. It wasn't really a sexy book. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I Google feminist. Or I wrote important feminist erotica is what I typed in. Oh, important. Interesting. Important feminist erotica. Of course, the color purple. And Ooh, I wouldn't call and, it erotica, but yes. No. And then beloved. I was like, mm, oh my God. Like, Who are these but people? This, I know. I know. Goodreads is fucked. But here I found this book called Paradise Rot. Ooh. And I was like, okay. Okay. And it has a pretty good rating. So I was like, okay. All right. And it says it's erotic. So I was like, all right. And the genres for it are fiction, horror, queer, LGBT, magical realism, contemporary fantasy, etc. And I was like, okay, that's that's up my alley. I could I could read that. All right. And so the author is Jenny Haval okay. and she's from Norway. So it was originally written in, in like Norwegian, whatever Norwegian people speak. <laughs> um and this was translated. So Jenny is also like a very renowned musician um, in the Scandinavian scene, I guess, in the music scene. Like so in so much that she doesn't have eyebrows. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, like, yes. Blunt, like blunt bangs, no eyebrows. Okay. So this book, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what it's about, but then I'm going to come back and I'm going to read you some of the comments on Goodreads that I didn't read before I started reading this book. <laughs> So, my book was not spicy. It should have been, but it wasn't. Uh, but I, I kept, I, I read it because it was short and it was not sweet, but here we are. So, um, Jo is a young woman. I think she's 20 years old, maybe 19. She's moved from Norway to England to go to university. And it starts out where she is like at a hostel and she's trying to find permanent accommodation. She's in school for biology. Um, as the story goes on, she de develops like a, an interest in mycology, which is the study of mushrooms and fungus. Um, so that's important Gross. to the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so she's having a hard time finding a place to live. And then she finds this ad that's like large space, quiet, female roommate. And she goes to check it out. And it's like this in this big industrial factory in England um, that has it's like completely open concept and there's like these paper thin walls um, and um, just like one other woman and uh, she's like this is great I I'll take it this is where I'm gonna live so she moves in and the walls are so thin that like you can hear everything every single sound um, and so it's always like, I could hear her peeing and I could hear this and I could hear this. 
And her roommate's name is Carol, but it's spelled C-A-R-R-A-L. So all I could think was like, Carol, <laughs> like the whole time. Um, and Carol's fucking weird. Um, she has like no boundaries at all. And so very quickly, like Carol starts climbing into bed with her, but they like never make out or like get, get together or anything. She's just kind of in her bed all the time. And Carol becomes like very, very connected, but Carol keeps getting sick and we don't know why. And so at a certain point, Carol is like really swollen and like, just like really gross and sick. And so, uh, Joe is like, well, just sleep in my bed. And then she wakes up and Carol has just like pissed her whole bed. And she's like, it's okay. Like, don't feel bad. We'll take care of it. Don't worry. Um, and then there's this neighbor named Pim, and Pim and Joe hook up, but Joe's like super not into him, but he's like, but I write novels and like, I want you to, I wrote a novel and she's like, not interested, bro. Um, and like, he just like keeps pursuing her and like forces like kisses on her and stuff. And she's like, I fucking hate it. Um, and then at some point, like Carol gets jealous and she sleeps with him. But the whole story is like Joe, who is, coming into womanhood who's unsure of her sexuality and her you know her sexual orientation and um how she's strangely drawn to carol even though this house is like weird and terrible and there's it's a lot of like allegory it's a lot of metaphor it's, it's a book that's going to be read in universities basically mm. um as the story goes on the house starts to rot now the house we learn is built in an old brewery um there's never explicit mention of yeast but i think yeast had something to do with it um because like grass starts to grow and like everything becomes wet and and like mushrooms start to grow and they just leave it because they're like well the landlord will have to take care of it eventually um so it's like the middle of winter and it's cold but this whole house is basically like a sauna like a greenhouse with like all this shit growing in it um and carol carl keeps getting <laughs> kind of like sicker um and pissing everywhere and <laughs> joe's just like just joe's just like really uncomfortable but also like into it like into carol um and it's like that's kind of the whole story but the, the story is joe coming into an adulthood and like it, it's very lyrical it's very academic -y, like it's there's no real story so basically it ends with like the house is really grown over quite a bit um carol and joe are really into each other and then they start their bodies start to fuse together um in this weird kind of like conjoining um and then joe leaves and it's like this very lyrical moment of like the house is like dragging behind her and you know, it crumbles as she walks away and like, there's really no story. It's just like this very poetic exploration of coming of age and gender identity and sexual identity and like that kind of stuff. So wasn't spicy. Like there, there could have been some eroticism to it and there wasn't. And I think because I read it so quickly, I wasn't able to read it with that like lens of like breaking it down and, and seeing the themes and blah, blah, blah. But reading the comments and like the, <laughs> yes, the, the good reviews, reads. it's like, 
Yeah. So it's like I see the themes when I when I read it. Right. Gotcha. So. Um, so here here are just some comments that I wish I had seen before I, I picked it up. So um, first one, honestly, not as much piss as I expected. Definitely at 83 <laughs> percent. well it's just like from the beginning she's like i could hear somebody pissing and she's like she's like in the hostel and there's a woman and she's like peeing in the bathroom and she can hear it um and she's like it sounds like milk like i don't know then there's then there's one from eric carter here that says lots of piss loved it five stars (laughs) and then uh, this one got four stars it says the feminine urge to rot away oh yeah um bisexual p book <laughs> and when <laughs> this was this says, written again um great question great question great question uh ba, 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 ba. 2009 oh my god 2009 yeah so this one here says uh girls will say i know a place and take you to an old brewery covered in piss and rot <laughs> that's romance this one says books you can smell oh this gross one said, this one said yes i read the reviews the amount of piss still surprised me Oof. <laughs> and like that's this one says a psychedelic biological bisexual allegory moist fantasy <laughs> <laughs> and that that was the book but like i wish i had given myself more time to uh read it i guess and like really take it in um but did you really is, need to take in that much more piss you know you know i'm not i'm not yucked by piss i'm, I'm just not it doesn't yuck me out I mean, yeah, it's don't recommend this book as as a, as an erotic novel. Um, yeah, I could see how it would be considered important feminist literature. Sure. Um, that's about it. That's about it. Um, the only scene like anytime like the main character, Joe, is like getting busy with somebody. It's like talking about like tongues but like as slugs and i was like i don't i'm not feeling that that doesn't feel good to me um it's just weird it was a weird book it was a weird book it was not not a sexy read so um, what are you going to read okay so you remember how i mentioned the neighbor like wrote a book for um our main character yes um so because the themes in this story is like rot and stuff, right? They have obviously a compost bin. And um, he has written um, he's written a story for Joe. Basically, um, it's really chauvinist and shit. But then she finds his book in the compost bin. And after she reads it, she discovers that there's more written in it. And Carl has put in this extra stuff. So I'm just going to read that. Um, I'm going to skip a bunch because <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't think it's relevant. Um, and then I'm just going to read. So just following this scene, she's like, look, she's read the book. Um, and then she's confronted by Carol and Carol's like, it was just a joke, but I did write it for you. And then they kind of get together. And as they get together, there's like this weird kind of gross thing that happens. So that's what I'm reading. So. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Pim's little novel started with the same verses I had remembered from the night around the kitchen table. 
The biologist creates the world, the world of biology, puts emotion in honey jars with spiders and bees, can't see the difference between people and trees. Everything she sees, she understands. Everything can be made from her hands. It wasn't a long story, and I read most of it before the tub was full. It was the mythical tale of a girl, a biologist, whom I guessed was supposed to be me. The girl met a man and, of course, reminded me of Pym. Her body so tight, his arms so strong, his hair as red as fire. The biologist had created the world, and she had also created another girl, who had to be Carol. And the whole thing ended in a strange sex orgy where the two girls took turns at satisfying the man's every sexual fantasy and eventually melted into him. They thought him strong, he thought them pale. They covered him like a long white veil, and so he saw the world through her eyes, the world that she created, the end. I splashed some water on my face and shook my head. Was this really how he saw me? Did he want me to show him a different world, or did he just want to have a threesome with Carol and I? I went to close the book, but I noticed little prints on the paper. I turned the page. On the flip side of what I had thought was the final page were several more stanzas written in completely different handwriting. But wait, the story isn't over yet. Another scene has just been set. And then Pym's book continued with a short, grotesque feast. The women feast on the poor man's flesh and chew each bone whilst it is fresh. So the two women can become one with a kiss, the dream of every biologist. To grow together in their pursuit and his... Uh, and his red flesh, their forbidden fruit. He stumbles and gasps and finally dies. From his ashes, a four-breasted beast creature will rise. I recognize the handwriting from the notes and shopping list, Carol's. I shut the book and squeeze my eyes shut, trying to push the final lines out of my head. But behind my eyelids, the images returned again and again, and I dried my hair, brushed my teeth, and snuck out of the bathroom. Carol looking straight at me while Pim thrust himself in and out of her body, Pim's tongue burrowing into my mouth. Francisca saying, you seem so close. Carol giving me a muffin, sitting next to me on the compost lid, peeing down my thigh. And then she meets Carol and, and Carol's like, yeah, I wrote, I wrote this book. So here's, here's them going to Carol's bed for the first time. Her breasts push gently against my backbone. I can't feel her nipples, just smooth skin. And where the nipples are supposed to be, there are instead two small holes. From these two holes grow two thin stems that burrow through my skin and flesh, twisting and tangling around my spine. Along uh, my back, little yellow fruits start to grow. I feel their taste in my mouth, cold, sweet sap. And uh, that was that was uh, paradise rot. And uh, yeah, I mean it's very thematic. I will say very thematic. But uh, I, I I wish I had given it like an, an a good honest read. I think I would have appreciated it more. Well, I mean like, nothing says gross, you- and that's about that's what I'm about. So. That's that's your jam, um, and like yeah. I think you can always go back to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's giving yeah, it was a short read. It's giving, um, it's giving me pieces of maybe it's just the mushrooms and the grossness of it, but it was really making me think of Mexican Gothic, a book mm-hmm. that I could not stand because it grossed me the fuck out. Um, oh, I loved, but everything you loved about everything about it. I know you, mm-hmm. delightful little goth. Um, I instead, I just love how <laughs> I love everything about our friendship, Renee, but I also <laughs> love our partnership on the podcast because I'll either read the most, like I basically read books that give the impression that I've never had sex before. <laughs> and so it's either like, we made sweet, sweet love to each other. Or it sounds like a 17 year old horny boy was like lesbians rubbing fronts in the gym or whatever. <laughs> So 
it's just a, and then you're like reading either like extremely highbrow like intellectual like fear of flying <laughs> or you're like and then this dragon hatched eggs inside of her pussy but like in like a hot way <laughs> <laughs> it was a spider julie it was a spider and then there was like was mushrooms like you wouldn't get it but like if you were there like it was hot uh, you just give me a premise that sounds like the most unhinged thing i've ever heard and you're like and it was a five out of five on the spice and i'm like what the fuck am i missing <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna read you a passage that really gives the impression that I don't think it's necessarily a virgin who wrote this book. I mean, it's not the worst that we've read by far in terms of sex scenes, but it definitely reads like someone who's either new to writing these kinds of stories or has never actually had sex with a woman. Um, so. <clears throat> okay. So they're in the shower. They've just hopped in the shower. Teresa. Remember? So Teresa is the, I'm new to the gym here. And Wendy is, I own the gym. That's the impression I get from Wendy. <laughs> Teresa blinked her eyes, looked up into Wendy's. Then she reached out and gripped the other woman's shoulders, pushed her head forward and planted her wet lips on Wendy's mouth. Wendy shoved her back, looking shocked. Hey, what do you think you're doing? I'm here to help you get in shape, not to get you off. Teresa's mouth fell all the way open, a stunned expression on her face, but... But all the rubbing and touching and feeling and her mouth snapped shut, her face blazing red in the steam. Wendy grinned. Just kidding, girl. My gym is full service. You get the full woman on woman treatment here if you want it. I want it, Teresa breathed. And before the it was even out, Wendy took the dripping woman in her arms and mashed her mouth against Teresa's mouth. Here we go. Here's the paragraph. <laughs> Send me. The pair excitedly kissed, wrapped up in each other's arms, hot, slick bodies pressing together, tits squishing. <laughs> Water streaming over their naked, entwined forms. Wendy's tongue surged into Teresa's mouth and up against Teresa's tongue. The two slippery mouth organs swirled together urgently, passionately. Wendy dove her hands down Teresa's curved back and onto the woman's buttocks, clutched the plush pair, squeezed them erotically, not therapeutically. <laughs> <laughs> Plucking them with her strong fingers now. Teresa moaned along the length of Wendy's twisting tongue, thrusting her butt out into the other woman's groping hands. And then she bit into Wendy's long pink tongue, sucked on the butted appendage, putting her own hands to equal good use by wedging them in between their bodies and onto Wendy's breast, squeezing. It was Wendy's turn to moan now. Um, the fact that you needed to remind me that it was not therapeutically, but it was erotically <laughs> fucking sent me when i was reading it i was like oh and then also look the feel like tit squishing <laughs> is hot what is happening you're like oh my god my boobs are squishing against your boobs with so many boobs it is hot but i would never describe it in a hot way as tit squishing a tit squish to me sounds like well when you hear tit squishing what are you envisioning what is your mind going to like in like primary school and shit where dudes would be like honk honk or um a fucking mammogram 
Because I've never had one, but um, I'm thinking like breastfeeding, where a kid oh. will like fucking bite your nipple off, but like they squish your boob, and it's just the worst. So okay, that's fair. I've never had a mammogram, but all I think of is like how they literally put your tit in like a panini press, and then are like, <laughs> you don't have cancer. So um, yeah. Now lesbian erotica, there are several editions. I literally just picked one at random, but there's like. They're up to like the twelfth edition now. That's what I call lesbians, <laughs> volume twelve or whatever. <laughs> they've <laughs> they've kept the series going, but uh, you know we um, we tried. It was International Women's Day. We thought we'd <laughs> give it a good a good try. Um, I mean, thanks for joining us, everyone. But what um, what can people expect from our next episode, Renee? Next week, we're hitting the high seas, Julie. Hitting the high seas, which could mean pirates. It could mean sea creatures. It could mean mermaids. It could mean, yeah, a Loch Ness monster. Could mean. I hope so. Could be fanfic about finding Dora. We don't know. Could be anything. It could be literally anything as long as water is involved for example in the book i'm reading tipping velvet or tipping the velvet um our main character is an oyster maiden Ooh. So she starts off her story as like an oyster maiden okay um still not spicy enough to make it on the show but uh you know i'm gonna read it because it's it's pretty solid <laughs> but um it is lesbian feminist canon so yeah for better or you know i did read our wives under the sea and it was it Obviously, it takes place under the sea. It's it's queer. Oh, it was great! Um, this is like a little endorsement of it's. It wasn't necessarily sexy. I mean, there was some kind of sex scenes. It wasn't about that, but it was spooky. Oh, it was a really like it was a slow burn, really slow burn. Okay, but great. Okay, so um, just before, if you guys want to want to kind of read along, book club style, <laughs> get yourselves our wives under the sea. I'm not going to review it next week um, at all. It doesn't make the cut because I could do so many monsters, but um, I recommend it regardless. <laughs> it was a good story. <laughs> also, the Pisces. That was good. Oh, you loved that book. I loved that book. Uh, yeah, I really did. I love everything by that author, actually, because uh, it's so fucking weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, but, um, I did not read Pisces, but I read Milk Fed and I did not feel good about it. <laughs> I almost considered reading, like rereading Milk Fed for this week, but I was like, no, I'm gonna. It was I've already read it. I don't need to read it again. Um, but um, I I like her. I like those. I, I like their books. And but. I want to. I want to love her. I do. But this is why everything works on Ravage Love with us because we have very different tastes, both what we choose for the pod, but also just like in general. <laughs> yeah. We like different things, yeah. and that works for us different strokes for different folks so yeah when we talk about taking smut to the high seas i mean we're gonna probably have two very different books for you next episode but that's how we do here on ravage love so thank you for joining us on this journey five seasons of this hot mess express that we call ravage love <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah and you know what always happy to celebrate international women's day with you same um, you are my international woman oh my god thank so. you thank you so much yeah. it makes it sound like i'm uh mr worldwide aka pitbull <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I meant it more like my my little globe trotting angel. <laughs> oh, that is angel. true. But I like I like what you were saying. I like what you're putting down. That was good. Too. Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, uh, yes, it, happy International Women's Day. And if you are a man who's listening to this podcast, thank you for supporting some women. Um, and if you're new to the podcast and you came here through this episode, welcome. Follow us on Instagram. Renee manages our Instagram and therefore it's hilarious. So make sure to follow us on Instagram and uh, join us next week where we head to the high seas. Hooray. Do you want to sing us out? Sure do. Ravage love. Ravage love. I am woman. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at RavageLove on Instagram and Twitter, or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. (laughs) 